You are listening to the Dark Corner Podcast with DJ Evil Dave and Dr. Brandy Sexyboys. podcast yes welcome we've dusted off a chair for you yep you can see brandy's here no you can hear brandy's here <laughs> you can hear that brandy's sees that too yeah all right nod nod nod, nod. silent yep. nod silent nods silent nodding mm-hmm. silent nodding we have some news mm-hmm. some important and special news special that uh, has been on the back burner for a little while because we had to get all the ducks in a row and all that. Yeah. You know, mostly you were responsible for all that. Mostly? I completely. Did very, I was completely responsible. Very little other than the uh, soundboard from for your griefs. Well, no, that's not completely true. There is something else that you did. Oh, yeah. I did some show art. Yes. So our other podcast, What the Future Holds, a Star Trek Discovery podcast, is now independent. Mm-hmm. We're on Anchor, which is a free hosting site, so that's beneficial to us. And uh, yeah, we, well, you managed to get our feed over onto that site, so we didn't lose any subscribers or anything, so. I would say it wasn't really me if it were not for Anchor's support team, Mm -hmm. which is out of this world. Yes. I wouldn't have been able to do what... I did because I thought if I didn't have access to the original feed, which that's a whole story in itself that I don't want to tell right now. Right. Basically, the feed was supposed to be transferred to me, and though a transfer of some kind took place, it wasn't a feed that I could actually use mm-hmm. or a feed I could look at right. or change or access in mm-hmm. any way. So I thought that we would just have to completely start over and lose all our subscribers. Mm -hmm. And so I put in a support question to Anchor saying, hey, look, this is my situation. You know, I really don't want to lose all my subscribers, but if I have to start over, I will. And they're like, no, 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 we'll take care of this. Mm -hmm. We can break the connection to your old host and we can, you know, help you with redirecting your feed and getting it all updated with all the podcatchers and i'm like wait what (laughs) (laughs) you can and it's been a back and forth between them and you know because i have i only a layman's knowledge of feeds and that bullshit and i'm not i'm done with feed burner i can tell you that right now i am super done with feed feed burner it's not even necessary yeah, I think a lot of people are leaving FeedBurner. As, it's one of the earliest on there, and I think it was Google's. It is Google's, yes. And uh, I believe Anchor's Spotify, right? I think they're a subsidiary of Spotify, yeah. yes. It doesn't even require a website. 
you can just host your podcast there. Mm-hmm. They give you your RSS feed that you can do with what you want. Yep. Even if you wanted to leave Anchor for some reason, there's instructions on how to redirect your feed. Nice. I mean, these guys are just really, and guys, I mean, Team, you know, team. yeah, kind of gender neutral guy, yeah, like dudes, exactly in California. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's when, a dude. When I say guys, I feel like that's a gender neutral thing now. Yeah. Fellows, and, uh, fellows, because but, fellow is gender neutral. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. So those fellows really know what they're doing. They're really enthusiastic and extremely helpful. And though the going back and forth. And mess of it has taken about two weeks to get fully sorted. It is now sorted, mm-hmm. and only because they never gave up. And prompt, too. You'd message them, and almost immediately you get some kind of response, it seems. Yeah. It seems like some of the team are in Europe uh-huh. because of the time difference. Right. Like, there's a timestamp on each message, and that timestamp is, you know, for them, it's from where they originate. Right. And mine is from where I am. And I'm pretty sure they're in Europe. Yeah. So, a lot of them. But they've been, they've bent over backwards to help me. And I said, you know, I'm going to have to go through this with another podcast. And they're like, hey, bring it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you got boldly go to do still. Yep. So I can't say enough good things about them. And mm-hmm. so thank you, thank you, thank you, Anchor. For helping us make this reality and being able to keep our subscribers. Yeah. So now what the future holds is on Anchor. And you can just, it'll just, you, all you'll notice if you're already a subscriber is that the artwork is different. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's on your side. That's all that you should notice. Unless it's down, re-downloads all of the episodes, which I haven't had that happen yet. Okay. Good. So it might, but it hasn't happened. And there are so many other podcasts because I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them change hosts. And when they do, it's the whole back catalog of their episodes mm-hmm. comes up again because probably they have to re-download all of them. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, they just moved the feed. And yeah. so far, it's just the two latest episodes. Well, and when I was looking at the podcast in Apple Podcasts, it still, I mean, it had everything updated. It mm-hmm. had the artwork updated, the announcement, the new episode. And then if I looked at all of the episodes, I it went back and said, no, this one was played. This one was played. This nice. one was played. So Excellent. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you want. That way it yeah. doesn't affect the subscriber at all. Yeah. It's so. just... New art, new episodes. So, uh, if you're already a subscriber, then you don't need to worry about anything. And if you're not a subscriber, would you please come over and subscribe if you have any interest in Star Trek Discovery whatsoever? Indeed. And, uh, you know, maybe give us a five-star review, because some asshole gave us a two-star review. Yeah, (laughs) which might be vindictive. Who knows? Uh, Oh, speaking of, the Dark Corner got a new review that was five stars and that bumped us up so now we're four out of five nice because yeah i think there might be people on twitter that just see my politics see that i have a podcast and go over and give it one star because mm. there's a couple of one star reviews on there and i can't think we, we shouldn't say review we should say rating rating because they don't bother writing a review mm-hmm. the one you know one of the written reviews we have was a three star that just said that we don't get to the topic quick enough and it's like have you listened to a podcast <laughs> it's typical that people save the main content of the show for the end mm-hmm. 
You know, it's like the final half. Just about every podcast I listen to does that. If there's a main topic, they do it last. Yeah. So, yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's it's like a concert. You have the opening acts, and then you have the main, mm-hmm. you know, performer. Yeah. The you headliner. Don't, you don't have the headliner come out and start the show. That's yeah. not how it works. Same with the comedy show. You know, have the the few features, and then you have the main person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Weird, but whatever. You know, to yeah. each their own. Mm-hmm. Be weird to do it the other way around, where you open with the main topic, and then you have just talking about your week and stuff. Yeah. No, we're going to force people to listen to our banter until we're ready yep. to talk about the main thing. So, if you don't like that, then why are you still listening? <laughs> so... It's very cool, and I'm very proud of you for working through that. I know it was difficult, and yeah, really anchor, really on the ball with this, mm-hmm. and seem to achieve the impossible because you kept bumping into roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, and they really helped you through it in pretty good amount of time. Yeah, they they plowed through the, yeah. the mess and uh, got everything sorted, mm-hmm. and and they were. Always. They never treated me like I was dumb. Oh, no, because you even said, okay, this, I'm new to this, going independent. I don't understand all the rigmarole, you know, the techno babble. <laughs> yeah, I, I may do a Star Trek podcast, but that doesn't mean I'm a engineer. No, I'm more of a science girl, uh, actually. Yeah. Um, I could tell you about quantum mechanics, but as for how an RSS feed works, no idea. Yeah. Well, because there was this whole thing with Apple Podcasts where they're like, okay, since you don't have access to the original feed, we'll have to do it this way so that you can claim this podcast as yours. And then you have to put this verification code in your RSS feed's copyright or ID tag. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What is that? How do I do Mm -hmm. that? And so I basically just copied and pasted that entire set of instructions and sent it in an email to anchor and I, and I said I don't know what I'm supposed to do here and within the day uh, I got a reply back saying okay here I've done this for you here's a screenshot for confirmation oh nice I still have no idea how they did it or what they accessed to do that mm-hmm. but they did it yeah and... there's just several days where going to the anchor web page where the podcast would be hosted it said 404 just for a few days mm. And then it was up again. Mm-hmm. So, and now it's on Apple Podcasts. And we're on Spotify, of course. I don't know if we're on Stitcher or not. Imagine we are. Well, it just depends on where Stitcher gets its podcasts yeah. from. If they're submitting to the various podcatchers, then it's likely we're on Stitcher too. Yeah, generally, if it's going out through Apple Podcasts, it shows up pretty much yeah. everywhere else. Yeah, the dark corner is just on apple podcast and probably some of the lesser podcatchers as well mm-hmm. because of the music thing mm-hmm. that spotify would probably tag that stitcher would probably tag that it'd pick up that we're playing you know licensed music and and kick us off but because you know being a dj and being promotional items and stuff so well that's the thing you're doing it for promotional purposes yeah but the program doesn't understand that <laughs> So uh, that's, that's that's why you have an appeal process. Oh, I see. Okay, so I don't know if I should try submitting us to uh, to Stitcher and Spotify as well. Well, that's how that would work. That's entirely whatever you feel is best. Yeah. But now I'm curious. 
So. I didn't start. I didn't mean to start doing the Tonight Show theme. I really no. Didn't. I thought you were doing the Cartoon Factory no- music. Oh boy, I've they've changed that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Podcaster looks up thing on phone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Except for the typing part. Yeah, I have the wrong kind of fingers for texting. I'm always misspelling stuff. Of course, Twitter jumps at conclusions as to what you're trying to say. Yeah, well, we are not on... on, uh, on uh... Stitcher? Thank you. I, I wanted to say Switcher, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> now, that's, uh, that's a podcast app for swingers. <laughs> No, that would be swappers, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think Switcher is... would be for bi-curious people. <laughs> and the rest of the episode is me trying to breathe while laughing. <laughs> Give you a moment. <laughs> is there also Spreaker, I think, is another one? <sighs> Yeah. There's a bunch. Spreaker. I have Spreaker too. Uh. Oh, here comes the cat again. Here comes the cat again. Nailing up a storm like he always does. <laughs> the Perithmix? What the doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cat bands? insane oh god i forgot what i was doing okay yes we are on spreaker but it hasn't updated the feed Uh, i wonder if there's a way to do that be that as it may yep so that's that's the big news yep is that uh yeah what the future holds is independent now yep i'm going to record an episode today about short tricks yes yawn says Brandon. It is morning. Please edit that out. No. (laughs) Leave that in. Of course you're going to Make everybody yawn on our commute. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. Oh, anything else in news? Nope. Really? Not really. Other than my work being weird and it's almost like starting over again. Mm. Yeah, it'll get better. Yeah. I've learned before I can learn again, even if I am an old dog. Well, you can teach an old drug new tricks. Yep. Did I say drug? Drog? <laughs> Drogo? <laughs> Game of Thrones? All Drogo. <sighs> Drogo. Bork? <laughs> yeah, AEW is playing Among Us later today. Yep, at 2 o'clock our time, so we still have plenty of time for you to watch that. Yep, I watch Allie's feed because she's so entertaining. She has borks, little dogs that just bark the hell. And she got one of them a squeak toy, and it was just the squeak toy throughout the whole stream. Squeak, 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 squeak. Squeak, squeak, squeak. That's hilarious. So many people would find that annoying, but it just makes it all the more charming. That and she gets so angry when she gets killed. Especially when it's Brandon Cutler. Oh, yeah. She'd get up and scream. 
so funny <laughs> and she's loud too because if you watch AEW wrestling the bunny you can hear her from like ringside just yelling yeah you can you can hear her no matter where you are if you were there live mm-hmm. you would be able You'd to hear, hear her. her in any part of the arena yeah it's like black canary yeah just rings out she can be so loud and she likes to kind of sing these uh like tune the songs <laughs> while she's doing stuff. <laughs> she's rock jocking her life. Yep. Doing my chores, doing my tasks. I really don't like electrical. <laughs> yeah. So she's just rock jocking her yeah, life. Yeah, next caliber and evil Uno and Brandon Cutler and Colt Cabana. Uh Penelope Ford was in the chat because apparently uh Penelope and Allie are good friends and I just barely discovered that. They were talking about hair. <laughs> Leva, Leva Bates. Love Leva. The, uh, the nerdy librarian. The sneaky little nerd, I think they call her on there. Mm. When she's an imposter, she's really subtle, and people don't guess it. Uh, Nyla Rose, uh, the native beast. So, yeah, quite a few folks on there murdering each other yep. on a spaceship. They're adorable. Mm-hmm. They truly are. Yes. And you can hear, like, the blade in the background washing dishes. It's so funny. <laughs> Somebody in this chat is, what, the blade's there? It's like, yeah, they're married. And it's like, really? It's like, how did you not know this? <laughs> the bunny is married to the blade. I thought everybody knew that. Yeah, no kidding. They live in Buffalo, New York, which is why they only care about the Super Bowls if the Bills are playing. Uh, I don't even know who's playing. Yeah, I don't either. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. Sure enough. Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. I'm like, meh. Mm-hmm. I know the Steelers are doing well up to a point. Yeah, well, they're not in the Super Bowl, so yeah. what does it matter? It doesn't. He's standing on my leg. Yep. So we were going to talk about that other thing. What other thing is that? WandaVision. Oh, yeah. We get in two reviews proper here with some WandaVision talk. We just recently saw the fifth episode that apparently people were already spoiling before 5 a.m. this morning or yesterday morning. Yeah, that was lame. Yeah, it's like they, as soon as it came up, they watched it and wanted to talk about it. It's like, come on, people. You know, everybody was able to keep in-game spoilers to, uh, you know, a mor- keep a moratorium on that. Mm-hmm. So why the hell couldn't they wait to talk about WandaVision? It's like different when it's a TV show for some reason. But it's not, yeah. though. Because the same thing happens, like, with Trek. Yeah. People don't post spoilers. Weird. Until, you know, it's gone international, so they have at least a day <laughs> before they start posting spoilery things. Yeah, I saw Patton Oswalt tweet, is like, thanks to everybody who told me to avoid social media until I watched WandaVision mm. and avoid spoilers. So, if that wasn't a spoiler warning for you, the listener, if you haven't seen WandaVision, and it's if, worth if you seeing. haven't, yeah. and you're a Marvel fan, oh my goodness, you need to see it. Yeah, like... How somebody got annoyed that it didn't explain itself in the first episode. It's like, do you even watch television? You know, (laughs) there seems to be a lot more people like that lately. I mean, they're not the majority, but there seems to be a lot of people lately that just want everything explained to them immediately like Mm. they're a toddler. It's like they want to read the final chapter of the book. But still have context Uh, for what's happening. Yeah. It's like they want to know what's going on before they even watch the show. I think it's laziness. Mm, You think so? I think it's just laziness. 
It's like, I have to think about something? <laughs> yes, you have to think about something. Yeah, the the uncertainty or the guesswork or paying attention, picking up on clues. You know, things that come with watching long-form fiction. Watch it play out, the mystery unravel. Because, yeah, a lot of things I was guessing at are true. Uh, yeah, some of the things I said are true as well. Yeah. Did you get in this this last episode, the commercial, did you understand the Lagos connection? Not quite. Uh, that was where she had her, they had that unfortunate mission where she accidentally killed people. Right. When she was trying to save them. Yes. She was trying oh. to keep crossbones from killing a bunch of people. And that's why the tagline, the really weird tagline of cleaning up messes that you didn't intend to make. Mm-hmm. Even the ones you didn't intend to make, I think it says. Yeah. Which is weird. It's a weird phrasing. Yeah. Because like, how many messes do you intend to make? I guess there are messes you intend to make, but. Yes. Yeah, but cleans up the messes, even the ones you don't intend to make. Yeah. She was trying to protect life and ended up taking life. Mm -hmm. And that was never her intention, and she was horrified by it. Yeah. So that weighs on her as well. Yeah, she moved a bomb from a crowded market area up to where near a building, and it actually blew up the building and hurt people. So. Well, the... The bomb was crossbones. Yeah, the crossbones. Oh, yeah, it was, because he had, like, a suicide yeah. bomb vest thing yep. on. Yeah. Yep. There's a weird thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, like, they build up these villains, and then the next movie, they they die, and it's like, whoa, okay. Well, you can, the thing is, you can do that in a cinematic universe. Yeah. In comics, they're more serialized, and mm. they go on sometimes for years. Yep. But you don't want to do that in a movie. Nope. So, especially when they're not like some arch villain. So, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. To all the people who watched the first episode and then pouted and stopped watching it, sucks to be you. <laughs> because episode four was a turning point and you all missed it. Yeah. Uh, episode four helped explain things and tied it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we had bits of thor we had bits of ant-man we had even agents of shield Mm -hmm. (laughs) connecting to it and now we have sword sword yep which is something that i haven't seen on screen except for avengers earth mighty earth's mightiest heroes Mm -hmm. which was an animated series right i've not seen that division in action yeah. <laughs> I see what I did there accidentally and you shone a light on it. <laughs> so yeah, it was um it was really cool to see Sword. Sword. I am uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. Very excited they brought her in. She's yeah. she's Photon in case you guys didn't. Oh yeah, know. I didn't mention that it connects to Captain Marvel too. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a Doctor Strange connection very soon. Yeah. So, yep. And potentially with this latest episode bringing in the X-Men. Yep. That, that, okay. Yeah, that's... Super spoiler warning. Mind twist. Super Super spoiler warning. Super mega ultra. So at the end of episode five, because it was all about, you know, you can't... You dead can't is fix dead. Death. Can't fix dead. Yeah. Even though she did that with mm. Vision. Yeah. See, I didn't know she'd actually taken his 
body. His corpse, yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, well, even in his, his will that he didn't want to be resurrected. He didn't want to be used as a weapon. Yeah, and Sword had the had the body, so what were they doing with it? They were definitely going to use it as a weapon. Mm, which kind of explains why Wanda would show up there to get the body. Yeah. And then in her grief, resurrect him. Yep. And so I thought, you know, when when that, that theme really started presenting itself, I'm like, her brother comes up in conversation again. I'm like, oh my God, Pietro's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And he does, but it's not the cinematic universe, Pietro. Yep. It's the fucking X-Men Days of Future Past. Which is weird because she recognizes him. She didn't at first, yeah, though. That's kind of like, okay, it's, are the realities merging? What's going on here? Well, see, that's the thing. She can alter reality. Yeah. She can create reality. Because apparently, I'm, I'm not too familiar with this, but there's this Scarlet Witch storyline called House of M, mm. which deals with the mutants. So is Wanda going to be the gateway for the introduction of mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? They will could be doing that. Yeah, that she will be the source of the X gene. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. it won't be the apocalypse stuff. It's going to be something else entirely. Yep. That fucking blew my mind, though. I was just like, what is happening? In the best way, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though it's a good choice because I like that actor's uh, portrayal of Quicksilver. Everybody does. Yeah. So I, I know the Quicksilver from the 80s era comics, and what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. You know, I, he, I, he did a fine job, but I think what Fox did with the character was far more impressive than what Marvel and and Disney did. Yeah, well, they only had one movie yeah. to make us care, mm -hmm. and then they killed him off. And perhaps if he hadn't died and we had had him in another movie, we might have formed a better connection with him. Yeah. But we didn't. And instead, we had an instant connection. Even though I didn't like that movie, I really liked Quicksilver, but didn't overall like the movie. Uh, is that... Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past, right. I wanted to say Echoes of Future Past. No, that one was wrong, but Days of Future Past. Yeah. I, I yeah. wanted to like it, but I didn't. Time in the Bottle sequence. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. One of the best uses usages usages of the the speed power. That scene is now permanently connected to that song. Mm -hmm. Even though I've known that song my entire oh, life. Yeah. Now it's Quicksilver song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just little things like moving people's guns slightly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of the casual look on the face while he's running around the room. Kinda of has that that smug dickishness that works for the character. He's just really good. Mm -hmm. And to put him in this 80s leather jacket, you know, bad boy image, you know, of the, the troublesome brother that shows up at the door, kind of full house-ish. Well, and see, that brings about a whole other thing, because in the Fox movies, Magneto is definitely Pietro's father, uh -huh. which means he's Wanda's father. Yep. But in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to our knowledge... Mm -hmm. Their parents were human and normal yeah. and not mutants. But they could have been foster parents for all we know. That is true. That is true. And that uh, Magneto could still be the father. Yeah. 
And I would assume that if Magneto knew he had children, he would have taken them. Oh, yeah. But he, so he doesn't know. This is just mind-blowing. The mm. door that this has opened mm. is huge. Yeah, if this is the way to introduce just X-Force, the X-Men, New Mutants, all that stuff, yeah, outside of the Fox cinematic universe, mm-hmm. yeah, and into the Marvel, this, that's something. Yeah. So, we'll see. I I love that they're doing TV series now. I really do. Yeah. I think that they have really hit on something that resonates. Yeah, because I liked what Netflix was doing, you know, with the Defenders or yeah, whatever you want to call them, the Marvel Knights. Yep, and they're they're taking that, and yet they're expanding mm-hmm. it, and we're getting more of the cinematic stuff now and as that, television yeah. series. And I like that they can experiment. Yes, because we were talking before about what the Loki series might be. Maybe it's like a Doctor Who, but he fucks around with he space fucks and time. Up. Yeah. Yeah, rather than going into correct space and time, he goes around to screw with it. I, I would figure that he goes around to the past, like starting with the SSR and just starts fucking things up for mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. left and right. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the things that he does. But he can literally go anywhere mm-hmm. at any time to any time. And if they do She-Hulk like Perry Mason or Allie McBeal or something like that, that would be brilliant. Yes. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yep. They're, they really know what they're doing. Yeah. So, so it'll all, be interesting to see. Hail Marvel. Yep. And I imagine the uh, Falcon and Bucky series will be kind of like a buddy cop thing. It was. It's going to be so great. Yeah. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Because there's going to be so much tension between them. <laughs> yes. It's like, why'd you get to be Captain America, not me? No, there will not be that. <laughs> there will absolutely not be that. Mm-hmm. Because that is not the vibe that Bucky gave off no. at the end of End. No, he kind of just nodded like, okay. No, it wasn't even that. Yeah. It was more of a, go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, have we ruminated about WandaVision long enough? Uh, I think so, without spoiling too much, which is interesting. Because we just talked about, you know, the big reveal of her brother but we didn't really get much into other things so yeah there's, there's a lot still of a lot of surprises if you haven't seen it yet yes and elizabeth olsen and paul bettany are brilliant oh her mid-atlantic accent so doing good. these sitcoms is so good and when she moves away from that and you hear the was sokovian. sokovian accent that she definitely makes a difference mm-hmm. that's distinguishable there Yep. Because I know t- people talked about her accent disappearing the further the movies got away from Age of Ultron. But that makes sense because she'd be adapting. You you lose your accent depending on where you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much losing an accent as you're taking on a different mm-hmm. accent. You're assimilating. You're assimilating to your world around you. Just like how my mom is originally from yeah. Arkansas. She still has a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of, of twang, southern twang, mm-hmm. in certain words. You put her back in Arkansas, and it's full twang. It's like Barrowman when he goes back to Scotland. Oh, Lord, yes. Because he has this American accent, mm-hmm. and he goes back to Scotland, and boom, he's right back in that right. Scottish brogue. Full Scottish brogue. Yep. Which is glorious. Yeah, you get that a little bit with uh, Mark Gagliardi, because mm-hmm. he's lost his southern accent, but you get him talking about something like barbecue or something like that, and you start hearing it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I'm just saying that people are not married to their accents. No, it's it's something you you adopt and adapt. We're social creatures, and yeah. and we assimilate to wherever we happen to be. Yep, 
so for me it I didn't I never thought of it as her dropping the accent I think every choice that she makes is deliberate right so so what do you think dark track dark track All right, Dark Track comes from a artist we've played, well, band we played several times before. It's Syavia. They're from Belgium, so pretty much guess that they're going to be electronic body music. But really, they're considered pretty eclectic, even to the point where one of their album releases is called Eclecticism. Mm. And just looking through Google to find out more about the band, just about every description was open-minded, open-minded, open-minded electronic Belgian team because they like to experiment and hmm. change their sound and this next track I mean, often Saiavia will have like female vocals and this one is male vocals hmm. uh, there's more guitar heavy a little less electronic so be interesting getting into that but yes this is Saiavia with stronger than metafuzz rendition from the album Contraspection
didn't pick up on the backward sounding piano before. Yeah. Because there's this like whoop up to the piano note. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah, I would suggest that, you know, they, they played piano and then reversed it to get that, that kind of weird build up, that sustain that goes in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's odd. Yeah. And Not in a bad way. The guitar riff sounding very uh like in credits television show kind of thing. <laughs> Kind of dug that. Yep. And it's like talking about justice and being built stronger and so on. Yeah. Very nice. Kind of cool, kind of hopeful, you know, fall down, pick yourself up again kind of song. Yep. Yeah. What the Future Holds has gone independent, y'all. Yeah. We are our own thing. Independent women. We've joined mm-hmm. the Maquis. Yep, we're we're the Maquis now. <laughs> <laughs> we do things however the hell we want. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we want our freedom. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be a little bit different. We're going to try some new things. Uh, surprise, guys. We're going to try some new things. Okay. <laughs> we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was going to broach that subject, and then I forgot to do that before we started <laughs> recording this announcement. I'm game. Yeah, thanks. You can still find us on our same Facebook page. You can still find us on Twitter in the same at uh, WTFHpod. <laughs> and, and you can find us still on Instagram at uh, WTFHpod as well. All right, shall we get into this main topic? Yes. So, Chinese New Year is February 12th, being the lunar calendar, and it will be the year of the ox. Ugh. Yeah, that does not bode well for Brandy, because she is born in the year of the ox, Uh and whenever it's your year, it's a bad year for you. Last year was year of the rat. I'm a rat, so sorry. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Great job, Dave. Well, also, if you think of... Starting the 12-year cycle with rat mm. and how it opened up with, you know, 2019 being as bad as it was. It's like an interesting way to start the cycle. And it's supposed to be like the age of the Aquarius right now. Yes. Which is supposed to be a lot of changes and like having humanity being on this precipice of whether it can save itself or, or destroy itself. So that's interesting. Yeah. So what the Age of Aquarius will reveal as we get into it. Seem to be uh, changing for the positive, but there are definitely some struggling bits of the time before. Yeah. yeah. The rise of white nationalism, for one thing. Mm-hmm. White supremacy, and, globally. And the accept- the accepting of it. That's the thing that yeah. kills me. It's yeah. just like, oh, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, Benghazi will... Uh, try for like eight years but this insurrection thing let's just let's move on forgive and forget yeah it's bullshit we want unity which means that you have to kowtow to all of our demands (laughs) exactly that's whenever conservatives say they want unity what they're asking for is for you to abandon your principles and go to their side Mm -hmm. that's what they mean by unity they're not going to change their position their opinions because their feet are nailed to the ground Mm-hmm. When it comes to the people they hate, because that's the nature of fascism. It yep. requires an enemy. 
because they can't take responsibility for themselves. They have to have a scapegoat. And the more scapegoats they get rid of, the more narrow and more specific the enemy to the point they eventually attack their own, which you see happening. Uh You saw it with the Proud Boys. They started to have attacks within. You found out that the uh, leader of the Proud Boys was an FBI informant. (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 dear. yeah wow so that group has splintered and so they're gonna form more dangerous subgroups mm-hmm. just insane but anyhow you're the ox you're the ox, woo. <laughs> you're the ox woo. Woo. so you were born if you don't mind me saying in 1973 i do not mind then that goes to a 12 year cycle so 1985 1997, right? Mm-hmm. The year we got married. Then, okay, now 2009 mm-hmm. and 2021. Mm-hmm. Wow, we got married in the year of the ox. Yes, nice. We did. Yeah, I um, got my permanent job in 1997, or I got the job I entered in, and the job I've been in for like 24 years now because two years of the ox. Mm-hmm. So yeah, twenty four years at the same job. I my enter on date is in nineteen ninety seven. So big year for me, marrying and getting a a decent job. So well, technically three years of the ox because nineteen ninety seven, two thousand nine. Now this, year. it'd be the finishing of a twelve year cycle. So nineteen ninety seven, two thousand nine. Now would be the start of the cycle, so okay, fine. Yeah, so it would be twenty-four years instead of thirty-six years. Yes, but mm. I mean, the, still, the year of the ox is occurring during. Oh yeah, right now is yeah. the year of the ox. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so this would be the third year of the ox, not the third cycle. Aha. The third year of the ox that we've spent together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. So it follows the lunar calendar, goes in 12-year cycles, also goes in 60-year cycles because there's an element attached to it. And I was going to look up that, too. I think it's the Earth year. It is the year of the metal ox, and I guess we can get into what metal means later. But let's talk about the ox, the story of the ox, why the ox is in the celestial kingdom as one of the 12 celestial animals, which are... Based very much like the Greek zodiac is being related to, you know, star constellations and that sort of thing. Mm. And there's lucky stars and unlucky stars, depending on different sages that appear in your star chart, I guess. But yeah, unlike the Greek zodiac, which takes place during the month, it's a whole year following the lunar calendar, starting with the rat, moving on to the ox and tiger and so on. But the story of the ox is this, that the emperor of heaven, the Jade Emperor, looked down upon the earth and saw a barren desert. And to aid the people of earth, decided it would be good to uh, fertilize and cultivate the land. So knowing that the ox was a hard worker and knew the area well, gave the ox seed to go and plant on the earth and the ox got a little over exuberant and over planted old over cultivated to the point where there was like rough patches of grass around and just a lot of overgrowth <laughs> and 
this part kind of reminds me of Zeus and Hephaestus when uh, Zeus got mad at Hephaestus and threw him to the earth mm-hmm. and like broke his leg. Is that uh, the emperor of heaven angered threw the ox to the to earth and chipped the two front teeth. So ox to this day are missing teeth. That's crazy. It's kind of a brutal kind of uh, punishment. And for the rest of his days, the ox had to work to make up for the overseeding of the desert. And so that's why ox helps farmers with plowing fields and why the ox also grazes. And the missing teeth actually helps with the grazing of being able to basically suck up grass and start gumming it. So basically hoovering grass. Yep, hoovering. Yeah, hoover like a little vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the basic story of the origins of the ox. But then we get to the big race to determine the 12 celestial animals that would determine this Chinese zodiac. So there was a big race held and all these different animals were contacted and the last leg of the race is a swimming part. It's kind of like a triathlon, I guess. That'd be funny thinking of an ox riding a bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you'd work that. Maybe more a biathlon where you're running and then swimming. The ox was a shoe-in already because the animals that were contacted were contacted for being essential for humanity, and the ox was high in that regard you know, really highly ranked and had a friendship with the rat who was going to race with the ox riding on the ox's back. They're good friends, still good friends to this day, even though at the finish line, the rat jumps off the ox's back and makes it first across the finish line. And so that's why the rat is the first above all the other animals because of its cunning and its way of manipulating <laughs> folks, I guess. <laughs> Story of my life. Yep, it was me riding on your coattails, me on your shoulder. No, I didn't mean that. I'm just saying in general, people just like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, here, let's work together. Bye. Yeah. I got what I wanted from you. Yeah. And that's kind of the nature of the ox is humility, is that the ox really didn't care about being first. And so didn't take offense. And they're still good friends with the rat. In compatibility, they're one of the top compatible animal signs is the rat and the ox. Is they're both hardworking, kind of ingenious in their own way, and family-oriented and loyal. So, you know, when they form a partnership like we two have, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no there's no cheating. There's There's trust between partners and so on and they work mutually towards the same goal there's no like strife between them so that's the partnership of the rat and the ox yeah yep yeah so what is it about the ox what traits could you assign the ox it's remarkable how many of them are comparable with the taurus which I also am. Which you also it's am. It's like the universe is saying, you're a huge plodding beast of burden. <laughs> so get used to your lot in life, sugar. The thing is, um, both Taurus and Ox, they have very valuable traits and very respected traits among 
coworkers, among friends, among romantic partners, because one thing, they're reliable. You can depend on either an ox or a Taurus, as they're going to be there for you. Solid, hardworking, loyal. Sometimes to a fault. Sometimes to a fault. Patient up to a point. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, it, the ox, just like a Taurus, you know, there's a point where the patient's worse than, and then you got to look out. Mm. But I think the Taurus is more known for anger issues than the ox is. Ox tends to be more more stable emotionally speaking. Honest, um, stubborn, opinionated. <laughs> People born in the year of the ox will have very strong opinions that are very difficult to sway. Yeah, they've made up their mind and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Thing is, it seems like they're good judges of character too, so... Chances are, if they made up their mind about something, they're probably correct. So we talked about being uh, hardworking. There's definitely that. Very much a symbol of the earth. Yep, the energy of the earth suggests like the life of a farmer being resilient and toiling hard, working hard. The fortitude, you know, some self-reliance there as well. Other folks that the ox gets along with, surprisingly, the snake. I didn't expect that. (laughs) And the rooster. I also didn't expect that because roosters are known for kind of like Leo's. Mm -hmm. Is that they they like attention. You know, the the cox crow kind of thing. That they like to be, you know, front and forward and attention grabbing. I wouldn't know anything about that. It's not like I have a sister who's a Leo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Folks that... The ox wouldn't get along with the tiger because of the ambition. The sheep, because sheep are equally stubborn Mm. and they'll just butt heads. It's kind of like an Aries and a Taurus together. That explains a lot. Yeah, that they'll, they'll just ram horns against one another. Both of them have their own mindset and neither of them's going to compromise. (laughs) So it's just going to be slamming horns. The horse, because, you know, the horse does its own thing in its own way and, yeah, really kind of bothers the ox. There's no mutual goals with with a horse. A pig could go either way. Either it could be a really strong match or a really bad one. And so it's kind of iffy whether you'd hook up with a, a pig or not. Another odd thing that relates the ox to the Taurus is they both have the lily of the valley as their flower. <laughs> Isn't that odd? Which is weird because it doesn't look at anything like a lily. Yeah. So I was like, why is this called lily of the valley? Yeah. It's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't dislike the flower, but it's also just kind of like, eh. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to know about ox? No, tell me more about myself, darling. Okay, I was going to look up. Stuff like lucky things. Imagine uh, oxes do very well in career. And, oh, yeah, that's something I was going to mention. Why the year of the ox to the ox might not be as bad as the actual year is for other animals of the zodiac is because of the ox's hardworking, persevering nature, is that they tend to be prepared for rough times. And they tend to have the resilience to survive rough times. And so it not might might not be the best year, 
but you'll be more prepared for it and more able to withstand bad luck than other signs of the Zodiac during their years. Okay, well, just don't blame it on me when the year of the ox actually hits and everything goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it's a, like a good, be a good year for me, especially financially, so that's interesting. Mm. So, hmm. Yeah, because mm. mm. yeah, mm. uh, rats... Rats and money is an interesting connection because rats seem to naturally fall into money. But at the same time, you'd think rats would be like you get in Western culture where they'd be super greedy and avaricious. It's actually, rats in the Chinese Zodiac are generous to a fault. Mm. Is that they tend to give more than they take. <laughs> However, you know, interested in wealth they may happen to be, they tend to be generous to their, their family and friends. Okay, the ox is considered to be yin energy because earth is yin, mm. meaning that it tends to be on the softer, more resilient, darker side of things, more feminine. But metal is very yang, so it could be a very balanced year because mm. metal is the most of the yang energy, being very forward and masculine and rigid and light. Right. Yeah. Is metal... As the five walkings, you know, the five elements of Chinese cosmology, cosmology, it's piercing progressive energy. It's very hard and just aggressive. Like you're doing with your fingers right now? And often represents like authority, like religious authority, military power, things like that. I'm actually sword pointing with my fingers, which is funny. I've got the two... You know, my middle finger, my index finger together, and the rest are curled up. Yeah, he's being very aggressive with his fingers. Yeah, it's called sword pointing, which no, is, I, I, I just that. realized I noticed I was doing, which is a very metal energy in Kung Fu. Because swords are made of metal. Yep. And so, you know, that aggressive pointing of those two fingers. Uh, during the metal year, it's lucky to wear metal accessories. Well, I have rings. Yeah, you tend to wear rings, so, yeah. In fact, like, uh, what the... Stainless steel rings with words stamped in them. Yep. Okay, lucky numbers, one and nine. Cool. Which is interesting because you're a one and I'm a nine. How about that? (laughs) According to the tarot, according to numerology. Uh, Other lucky colors, red, blue, and purple. You do Mm. love purple. And red and blue. And red. Well, there's few colors you don't like. Actually, I can't think of any colors I don't like. Yep. Uh, Lucky flowers, tulip, evergreen. Peach blossoms, lucky directions, north, south, and southeast. Things to be avoided. The numbers three and four, unlucky colors of white and green, and unlucky direction northwest. But I have a lot of green clothes. It's kind of an American thing to look at green as an unlucky color for wearing. I think other nations don't have that as bad. I look great in green. Yes, yes you do. Comes with being like that redhead kind of thing. Yerp. 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 Oxes are also sympathetic. They're, they have empathy and can be very good friends to lend an ear. And you have had that a lot. People come to you for moral support, more or less. Yep. People's, you know, somebody's shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. Lend that sympathetic ear and you feel for people sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a point where it can be exhausting on on your nerves. Yep. Very much invested in things you watch, like crying during episodes of Discovery. 
I cry a lot at everything. Yep. I cry a lot at everything. Yep. So that's a little bit of that sympathy that foxes can be known for. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little more than sympathy, which is why I would term it empathy because empathy. it's like I can feel it. Yeah, that it's like you're in the shoes of the person. Yeah. Experiencing it. I can identify with people way too easily. It's mm-hmm. actually detrimental to me sometimes. Yep. Oxes tend to be self-made people. They pretty much spearhead their own career, really, you know. Kind of like how you are with the podcasting now these days. <laughs> I mean, it's something you kind of fell into, but once you did, it's like it, it became you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you really took charge in a way of, you know, what the future holds and getting that off the ground. So now that's doing fairly well. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, when when I left Trek FM, I still wanted to do a Discovery podcast and where we were going. I wasn't going to be able to do that. And that really weighed heavily on mm-hmm. me. And then that fell apart and Hollow Sweet Media came together and there wasn't a Discovery podcast yet. So I laid claim to it before anyone else could. Yes. Because it's it was just something I had to do. No matter whether I was doing it somewhere else, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. I had to do a Discovery podcast and that was that. Which brings up this issue is that even though you're like a can be it's this self-made person that you don't put boundaries around the work other people can do this is true and it's something you've run into like not being able to do a discovery podcast on certain sites it's Mm. like there's that boundary there and it's like why why Mm. is that there yeah and so when you're working with people that boundary isn't going to be there like with our co-op would mm-hmm. we mind if there's another Star Trek Discovery podcast nope. on that cooperative? Mm-mm. Because that's the whole thing. It's a cooperative. Yeah. It's like, fine. There can be diff- two different points of view. Yeah. You know, there's other Star Trek Discovery podcasts out there. They're not necessarily going to say exactly the same thing. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of Star Trek Discovery podcasts yeah. out there. Yeah. Some are very surface level and others get a little bit more into the weeds like we do. <laughs> yes. Well, I live in the weeds. Yeah. I live in the weeds and the sticks. What the future holds. We get deep, deep, deep into stuff. Yep. That's one of the benefits of having somebody who's uh, big into philosophy on the team. Yeah, well, I mean, Chris brings up a lot. You bring up a lot because we have different perspectives. No, Chris can bring, like, the queer perspective. You can be bring the feminine perspective. And I'm the often unheard and underrepresented cis white male perspective. (laughs) That nobody ever hears about, especially regarding Star Trek. And nobody ever listens to us. Now, I've, I went to college for, and studied basically literary criticism. Mm -hmm. So it's, and philosophy. And you combine those things together. And I tend to really dive deep into when I'm reviewing some kind of piece of pop culture. And with Star Trek Discovery, it's, so rich in theme that it's really easy to get into like buddhism or existentialism or anything like that so yeah Yeah. moral philosophy in particular because it's about moral choices especially with this third season well it's always been about moral. yeah because even with control there are moral even and during the klingon war there are moral choices to be made the very first episodes mm-hmm. dealt with moral choices yep. that's just that's just a part of star trek mm-hmm. really 
speaking of morals, oxes tend to be a little more conservative, but by actual conservative standards, not whatever modern conservatism is, whatever the hell that is. Um, greed and power? But actually, you know, real conservative, real values in that regard. As in, I want to conserve this planet for future generations. <laughs> yeah. I want to conserve nature. And that you believe that there's an actual right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just pretend that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there there isn't always right and wrong in every single thing. Mm. There are a lot of shades of gray, but there are some things which are just inherently <laughs> right or wrong. Yeah. There might not be right or wrong, but there's correct and incorrect. Yeah. There's um, ethical and unethical. Yeah. There you go. Less about morality, more about ethics. Yeah. Because morality is based on social mores, which is based on traditions that are signed by the society at large. Ethics is a bit more personal than that. Ethics is free from religious influence mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I lay. Yeah, because there's things that a religion can do that's moral but unethical. Yeah. Like exclude people. That are different than them. The institutionalized idea, an idea can go wrong. Mm -hmm. Anything else about oxen? I can't really think of much else to say. We're not just dumb beasts of burden, y'all. No. no, 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 no. Tend to get along with everybody except, I guess, tigers, horses, sheep, and uh, possibly pigs. I guess you get along with folks that aren't, like, self-involved. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's that's it. It's like, people who are constantly propping up their own self-importance, mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. No. Well, there's something you say is that you really enjoy characters that have no guile. Mm -hmm. That you enjoy people who are authentic and pleasant and don't have some kind of secret agenda. And you're true. drawn to those kind of characters, like Tilly, for instance. Yeah, which is why it was very hard for me when she was keeping this whole May thing a secret. Mm -hmm. But I can understand why she did it, and were I in her shoes, I probably would have done the yeah. same thing. Yeah, especially when she was going for the command program, and it was like, okay, I don't need to show that I could possibly be losing my mind right now. Mm -hmm. It's just actually a commentary on how she was raised and what she's been through. Mm -hmm. That she doesn't, she didn't trust the people around her to understand until finally Michael gets her to tell her what's going on. Yeah. And they determine, Michael determines, you're not hallucinating. Star Trek seems to have always struggled with mental health in particular. They have, but I think they're yeah. getting better at it. Well, Detmer, the way they treated post-traumatic stress disorder, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. they didn't sweep it under the rug. They didn't have yeah. a, oh, I'm having a breakdown. Next episode, I'm fine. Yeah, they actually drew it out a bit. She struggled oh. for, mm. well, for us, it was just a few weeks. For her, it was possibly months. Possibly months, yeah. So, mm -hmm. And she still struggles. Yep. It's not perfect. Right. Because that's not how trauma works. Nope. And you can think that you're past something, but trauma never really completely leaves you. And there are always going to be those little things that trigger you and you have <laughs> no clue that it's coming. I love how we're delving into our other podcast here. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, this is what you can kind of get from uh, what the future holds. Yeah. I might even see if I can uh, layer in a promo for that show. You totally should. Yeah. I think that covered the Ox okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A bit of a shorter episode, but I don't mind. It's kind of nice to hit about an hour. 
You have this thing about the length of the episode, whereas <laughs> I have never cared. <laughs> yeah, I don't have as much of an issue with it as I used to. I used to try to get to 140 minutes. You mean 100 minutes? Yeah, 100 minutes. I, at one hour, 40 minutes, which is 100 minutes, yeah. Yeah, whereas I'm like, get in, get out. <laughs> yeah, it's just fair. Yeah. No reason to draw something out. So what do you think? Shoutouts? Shoutouts. Hey! hey! My shout out is to a Twitter account called NerdOut, and that is at DZ of CD, and kindly likes and retweets stuff I mentioned. So, very nice. It's always nice when you get that kind of engagement because not everybody does that. My shout out is a Trek friend. I'm not sure how to pronounce their last name, but it's J. I want to say it's Deuce or Ducey. I'm not really sure. D U C E. Oh, might even be Dutchy. That too. I'm not sure. But uh, they are a Trek friend that started commenting on Open Channel mm-hmm. and with season three of Discovery felt confident to come out as non-binary. Nice. And they're a wonderful person. Yeah. Very supportive and kind and has interesting viewpoints. And I just really appreciate them. And they've joined our new little podcast cooperative listeners group very cool so i'm looking for i friended them on facebook last night i thought i thought we already were friends Mm -hmm. for some reason and then i it was in a suggestion of friends i'm like i'm not friends with jay what the hell and so i friended them and they immediately accepted nice and said hi to me in messenger and we had a little conversation so yeah i gotta say the non-binary and trans twitter people i follow amazing like every single one of them are just amazing Mm -hmm. so yeah super cool yeah they are we're all just people yeah we're all just people and it goes to living authentically you gotta live the way you feel however that happens to be and if it's being non-binary then great and and honestly what does that how does that hurt anybody else on this planet it It doesn't doesn't no it doesn't and that is why i get so angry Mm mm-hmm when people freak out about these things. And I think, what is wrong with you? How is this hurting you? How is this taking away your rights? Yeah, anytime somebody else's choices somehow adversely affects you, what does that say? I mean, there are people out there who are gun owners. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly understand it, but they're allowed to do it. Yeah, but they actually could hurt yeah, us they if could they hurt had us. a mind to. <laughs> yeah, that and by having a gun in your home, you drastically increase the chances you'll be injured or killed by that gun through suicide, domestic violence, having it stolen and used against you, having it go off accidentally. Having a kid get a hold of it. Having a kid get a hold of it, having it stolen and used in a crime. All these things are more likely to happen in your home than any chance that you'll be able to use it to defend your home. Well, and the weird thing is a lot of people, I'm not saying all people, I'm saying that a lot of people who are gun owners, you can't come take my guns, I can defend myself if the government comes for my guns. Honey, they got tanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. But They've unless got drones. You, unless you have an RPG, <laughs> yep. um, I'm not sure that you're going to win. Yep. I'm fine with responsible gun ownership. Absolutely. Because my friend Brandon... Very responsible. Gun locks, gun safes, keeps ammunition out of the gun, mm-hmm. locked away, separate from the gun, keeps them clean, you know, everything. But yeah, we had a friend accidentally shoot the water heater. <sighs> I had an art teacher that accidentally shot his, shot his truck while hunting. Mm. 
I know somebody else who shot a hole in their front door. It's like, just being a gun owner doesn't mean you're responsible. Nope. So, yeah. Or that you know how to properly use it. Yep, exactly. So... Because you can get, like, a gun permit without mm-hmm. actually touching a gun or using it. Yeah, and these are, like, people I knew. I mean, these aren't stories of somebody else. This is, you know, because you know the same person that shot their water heater as I do. Yep. Cleaning gun, didn't know it was loaded. How could you not know it was loaded? Yeah, that's basic stuff. If you're going to clean the gun, take the cartridge out. Check yeah. the chamber to see if there's a bullet in there. Yeah, you it's can. That easy. You, it's mm, even I know that, and mm. I've never touched a gun. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, we have gone, we have run the gamut. Yep. But anyway, Jay, thanks for being cool, yo. Mm, yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> that weird tangent into gun ownership. Yeah. But you're right that owning a gun does make people more dangerous than being non-binary or trans. Yeah. And that that weird. It's always that thing about going into a restroom. Like, what's that matter? Yeah. That like, somebody who was once one gender is now another goes into a restroom. They don't care. It's not like they're attracted to you. Or it's just it blows my mind. And the certain Congress people or like state legislators, nature or something like that, saying that there should be people to medically check. Young girls, before they go into a restroom to see if they have the right genitals. Nope. So they're going to sexually assault every girl before they go into a bathroom to prevent the slim chance of a sexual assault from a trans person. A trans person is not likely to commit assault in a bathroom. No. (laughs) Trans people are more likely to be victims of assault to be perpetrators of it. Yeah. And this is demonstrated like factually like there's statistics backing it up but Uh but i can hear my anger (laughs) it's people don't like facts honey no they don't like facts. well that's because facts go against their beliefs which is why religion hates science so much yeah this it's just too inconvenient Uh, mm -hmm. So they just, you know, ignore facts as if they don't exist. But guess what? Facts exist whether you believe in them or not because they're facts. They're facts. And the fact is trans people and non-binary people are not here to hurt you. (laughs) They just want to fucking live their lives. So back the fuck off. And facts, unlike opinions, are likely to change when there's more evidence. Mm Mm-hmm. So which one's more reliable? Yeah. The opinion mm-hmm. that you base on just your beliefs. That or hearsay. Can't be compromised by new evidence or facts that actually will change with times. Like people going after Fauci for being against masks early on in the pandemic. Well, one thing is if people hoarded ma- masks, there'd be nothing for the health workers. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why he said, okay, don't do masks right now. And also, they had very little information of how exactly it spread. Yeah. They didn't know for sure it was airborne. Mm-hmm. So early on, it's like, okay, let's not do masks right now because we don't have enough information. Later on, you have enough information, those facts change, and conservatives acting like that's flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. No. It's like, no, that's new evidence, and you change your opinion something that conservatives seem resistant to because they can't accept anything 
that goes against their policies or beliefs. I think of it kind of like this, and I hope I can uh, elucidate properly. It's like you're being treated for a disease, Mm -hmm. all right? And you're told that you have this disease, and this is the treatment for it. But you don't get better, and you don't get better, and you don't get better. And so they do more testing, and they find out, oh, that's not what this is. This is actually this other disease. But let's just keep doing the same treatment. Mm -hmm. That's what that mentality is. It makes zero sense. It Mm -hmm. is illogical. (laughs) It is inhumane. Mm -hmm. And it's idiocy. There's all the eyes. Yes. Illogical, inhumane, and idiocy. 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 That's that's what it is. The Roman numeral three. Uh Uh-huh. That. Okay. All right. So, wow, we went off the rails. Yeah, I get passionate when it comes to anti-trans and I, it non-binary makes me so, stuff. It makes me so angry. Just, just any kind of prejudice yeah. makes me so angry. We're all just people trying to live our lives. And and I'm sorry, straight, het, white people, mm-hmm. you are not the best of us. <laughs> and the whole having trans women in women's sports argument... That seems to me like an argument to have earlier transitions, mm-hmm. which the conservatives would also be against because it, they look at it as forced surgery on children. It's, it's like if you know, mm-hmm. if you know without a doubt that you want to be a woman, then why not be allowed to be so? Or if you're a woman who wants to be a man. Yeah, same there. Oh, it- we saw one transition that was holy shit. Yes. That beard was yeah. like... Holy crap. Well, see, that's the thing. There are hormones mm-hmm. that you can you can have hormone therapy yeah. to yeah. get you to that physical mm-hmm. representation if that's the way you want to go. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter cuz see the 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 fact of the matter is you don't have less equality because someone else also has equal rights. Yeah, but that's the way they look at it is to the people who have never been oppressed, the slightest inconvenience Seems like oppression. Mm-hmm. That's what we get with the mask mandates. Mm-hmm. People losing their minds over putting a little piece of cloth over their face. Well, you you wear your seatbelt when you drive. Yeah, it's such a basic thing that helps protect the people around you. But because it's it's this inconvenience, and it seems like a violation of your civil liberties and your freedom, that people are losing their shit over it. Mm-hmm. And look where we are. If everybody held to social distancing, to locking down, staying at home, quarantine. Not traveling. Don't travel. Don't go to restaurants. If you go to the grocery store, wear masks and wash your hands, social distance, all that stuff. We could have been done with this in a month. Mm -hmm. But now we have more virulent strains of it because it's mutated. Because, because that's it's what coronavi- been around long enough to mutate. Well, that's the thing. That's what a coronavirus does. Yes, yes, that's what a virus does. But, but especially a coronavirus, mm-hmm. because that's the flu. Yeah. That's why we haven't cured the flu. Yeah. And that's why we're not going to cure this. Anyone who thinks that there's going to be a cure is deluding themselves. Yep, the vaccine hopefully will work i guess we're if we can get up to about 70 percent that's about herd immunity, immunity levels i thought it was more for this like 80 or 90 percent mm, because of how communicable it is yeah i've heard 70 but if it's more virulent strain then it's probably going up there even more 
Yeah. And people not wanting to take vaccines because of whatever weird fears that it's going to give you the virus is not. It's, it's dead. It's inert. It can't affect you. This is the way I explained it on Twitter recently is that you know how in Kung Fu movies, when the hero discovers the secret form mm. to defeat another form that's unstoppable? Mm -hmm. It's like that. It's like finding that secret scroll to teach you a new form. Your cells, by getting a vaccine, it's like getting a cheat code. It's like, oh, this is what we're looking at. This is how we defeat it. It reads the instructions and like anybody else, throws them away. <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't change your cells um the rna uh, vaccine isn't going to alter your cells it can't it's inert it just cannot do it the side effects you might feel aren't side effects they're effects it's your immune system going oh this is a strange thing we need to adjust and that's why you might get some slight flu-like symptoms after getting a, a vaccine it's your immune system kicking up it's your t-cells it's like it's like your t-cells going through drills it's like, oh, this is a foreign body in our system. We're going to have to learn how to deal with this. And so you might feel a little feverish or what after getting. And that might not happen to everybody. Some people might feel no effects at all after getting a vaccine. You won't be immune forever. Mm -hmm. Vaccines eventually wear off. And, of course, new strains might come through. So you might, up to a year, be immune. Which is why that. you get a flu shot every year. Yeah. It's why you get boosters every once in a while for certain things. About there being mercury or anything like that in there. A lot of them don't have mercury in them anymore. And if they do, it's less than you'd get from eating fish. Yeah, there you go. It's not going to affect you that badly. Uh, causing autism? Not a thing. Not a thing. And in fact, that was so debunked. But God forbid anyone listen to facts. It was a doctor that has been discredited mm -hmm. who had his own vaccine and published this paper about links between... The, I guess it's the MMR vaccine and autism to discredit them so his vaccine would be accepted. Mm -hmm. It was a grift. Uh -huh. And people like Playboy Playmates, because they have this social media platform and they have a child, are getting more attention than actual medical doctors who know what they're talking about, who have the training and knowledge. And it's not about them making money. There being a chip for you to be tracked. You've got a smartphone. They're already tracking you. Oh, yeah. That's stupid. It's not going to happen. It's weird conspiracy theory right out of it's Christian been, fiction. People have been saying that it. for decades. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not a thing. The autism link to getting vaccinated, correlation is not causality. Uh -huh. Most drownings happen with increase in the sale of popsicles. Do popsicles cause drowning? <laughs> no. <laughs> Summer. More people swim, more people buy popsicles. Those two things, drowning and popsicle cells, increase because of summer. Mm -hmm. The signs of autism develop around the same age as people, you know, young children get like their booster shots. So they're not causing, you know, one doesn't cause the other. They just both happen at the same time. Yeah. So I think I'm done talking about vaccines and vaccinations. If you can get the vaccine, please do. Because... The more people that get it, the better off we all are. And we're closing in on half a million deaths, you guys. Yeah, my work has a health department. I'm hoping, praying that when they roll out the vaccine to more frontline workers, that 
they'll do it through our health service because it'll be super duper convenient because they do that with the regular flu shot. I don't see why they can't with this vaccine. Well, with this vaccine, it's a different procedure because you have to wait 20 minutes after you've had it to make sure you don't have an allergic reaction of any kind. And there's, I think, about seven or so different versions of the vaccine now. I mean, there's one that takes two shots. Most of them do. And other ones that take just one. And some of them are more effective than others. So, and, oh, here's another thing I've heard about it being rushed. The vaccine development itself was not rushed. They lucked out a lot with the mRNA vaccine technology that they already had. I mean, this is the first time they've really gone forward with it, but they've already been experimenting with this. It's not something to be afraid of. So they already had that in development, and they really struck while the iron was hot with getting this vaccine to work earlier than they had anticipated. Doesn't mean it's rushed. Doesn't mean it's hurried. It means it's prompt and it has priority. It's like it's like priority mail or something or a rush delivery. As you order something, it's going to come to you earlier, but the product itself is not rushed. Yeah. The delivery of it's been rushed. So the vaccine should be good yeah. by most accounts. By trusted accounts, the vaccine should be effective and good. And there's been very little in regards to any kind of poor side effects. And there's talk, you might get a lot of articles about people dying after taking the vaccine. That's because it's the oldest people getting it. Mm. And their death rate is no higher than what it would be normally. That they're dying of natural causes anyway. They're not dying from the vaccine. Yeah. So, okay, I think I'm done with that. Are you sure? (laughs) Yes, it's just very important knowledge with the vaccine eventually coming out, possibly to you, as why you should not be afraid to take it. Right. Okay, so now So, uh, 20 minutes after you thought we were done, guys, we're finally done. Yeah, it just seemed important at the time that we got on to talking about the vaccine to just lay it all out there. This is from trusted people who have had taken the vaccine. Yes. And they're fine. One of them being a frontline medical, you know, like a family practitioner. So Right. Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm done. All right. So with that, uh, I guess next episode will be the EBM Day special. So I selected 24 electronic body music tracks. I'll compile those. 24? Yeah, for 242 for the 24th no, of I February. I know that. I know yep. that. So yeah, that I'll have 24, 24 tracks to uh, layer in for a nice long special. And some new stuff that I just got this year. So, yeah, some new Alpha Matrix stuff. Mm. And, yeah, it should be fun. Mm. So with that, I bid you farewell. And, uh, yeah, go check out What the Future Holds, which we'll be recording in about four hours. Yep. Right, bye. Bye. The Department of Evil. The Dark Corner.